What's up, y'all? It's your boy. Watch this. Give me a beat. You're listening to the Afro Beats podcast. Garden table content inspired by culture and soul. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Afro Beats back at it again. I hope you're enjoying these uh, little string of throwbacks. I've been in and out of town all month pretty much and just haven't had time to sit down and record with uh, some of my guests but that'll change soon hopefully next week we get back to our regular programming but until then enjoy another throwback from the edible activist podcast this is the plant daddy the plant daddy uh this dude is incredible he makes like terrariums you know in like little vials he he's a like a plant master so you definitely gotta check him out i'll put his info in the bio but enjoy this last uh, throwback episode, and then next week, we're right back to it. Peace. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Chris, from Afro Beats, back at it again, and you're listening to the Edible Activist Podcast, broadcasting live from the Lime DC on Full Service Radio. I'll be taking over for your host, Melissa L. Jones, for the month of July. In the meantime, I'll continue to bring you dynamic and amazing guests here on the Edible Activist Podcast. In studio today, we are joined by our next guest, who you may know through his informative platforms that focus on teaching others how to make their concrete jungles a little bit more green. Since childhood, our guest has built naturalistic enclosures for animals like amphibians and reptiles, constantly challenging the world and environments around him. When he's not teaching others through his hilarious YouTube content on how to create their own sustainable environments and plant Phil Paradises. He's also managing an online business where he sells various terrarium pieces he built from the ground up. So without further ado, welcome to the studio, Harley, aka the Plant Daddy. What's happening? What's happening? What's, What's happening? What's going man? on, man? How Great you been? Great to be here. Great to be here, man. Super busy. Super just living the life, you know, living yeah, everything yeah. that I ever wanted. <laughs> hey, you do what you gotta do, man. Like I, I appreciate your content. I, like I said off air, like uh-huh. I find it hilarious. Like I thought I was doing something with my little window garden, but then I realized <laughs> this man has more plants in like his one room Probably than I do my, my whole house. <laughs> 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 like it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I've lost count at this point. I can't even tell you. Yeah, man. That's, that's <laughs> I wanted to get into like before you became, you know, the plant-based uh-huh. daddy, I love getting into the origin stories. I'm yeah. a big comic book fan, so I'm like, you know, what's the origin like, who story? Am who am I? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Well, man, shoot. Like, honestly, I, I got into doing this as a kid for a little bit. I was doing, um, like you said, building natural enclosures for animals mm-hmm. as a kid. And then, you know, as you go throughout life, you kind of get pushed out of the things that you're excited about right. as a kid, you start going into the real world and this is what's important. This is what matters, blah, blah, blah. So then I toned it down for a little bit throughout as I grew up through high school, went into college and then dropped out of college. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. And then I went right back into um, just I got a couple of house plants and I got a couple more pets. And I was like, I think I know how to make this a little bit better now. So I just started building a bunch of like. D- DIY uh, enclosures and yeah. stuff like that. I would get dressers from my neighbor's house and just sand them down and put glass on them and stuff like that, repurpose them and turn them into like zoo exhibits. And it was the coolest thing I ever seen, but I hadn't seen nobody else do it yet. So I was just trying to find my following until I, so I, I created it. Right, right. And so you, you were that kid like on the playground who always pick up the yeah, animals. Yeah, I would pick up all the animals. <laughs> when, when the cicadas had came out, maybe whatever that was, oh, man. I had a popcorn bucket. I'll never forget this. I had a popcorn bucket. Me and my friends were running around. 
I would pick up the cicadas, put them in a bucket, and we just start throwing them at each other and stuff like that. We were really reckless with Dang, it. <laughs> That's wild, yo. Yeah, so, yeah, so like, how do you become so like hands on? Like, you you build pretty much everything, like from yeah. the greenhouses in your house to you know different garden setups. Like, how do you? Main thing is just not knowing or being ignorant to where to source some things mm-hmm. like we're growing up i didn't have all the sources that we do right now you know we didn't have the internet when i was started building enclosures like that we did but it wasn't what it is right now right and um so i just i just had to figure out how to do it myself because mm-hmm. i wanted to do it so much and, and it got addicting from that point forward honestly and I, you do one thing yourself and you do it amazing and you realize you could do everything. Yeah. So simple as that. Did your like your family like have like any kind of constructional background? Were they like involved in any of that stuff as well? No, my mother could not stand what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Why do you have all these lizards and snakes in my house?" I used to drag them from out back yeah. and like bring them in the house to hang out with them for a little right, bit. She right. hated that. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't really <laughs> bet, get bet. that. I saw that, and I know you were saying that you you've been busy with your online business yeah. and things like that, but you were growing like food in your front yard yeah yeah definitely definitely and um i still still go around that i still help our friends with their gardens and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but to be honest to be completely honest i took this season off just being so busy with the website being my only employee for a little while and just making sure that i can give the world everything that i want to give the world i knew that i didn't want to embark on too many things you know and drop the ball on one thing right um what were you growing while you were growing as much as I possibly could, all the simple things like peppers and mm-hmm. onions and melons, strawberries, herbs and spices and stuff like that, and cucumbers, tomatoes, all the traditional stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can uh, grow in this area for real. So. Good. And that was sustainable for your plant-based lifestyle. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So it was it was so easy just to wake up in the morning and, you know, you want something like simple as strawberries. You mm-hmm. got a whole bush of them right there. You just go and pick them and... Wash them off if you want to do that and go for it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really get any easier than that. Hmm. And so. So how have, like, you, you talk a lot about, about not only the external, like, tips and tricks on how to, like, take care of your plants, but you also talk about, like, the internal value uh-huh. as well. Yeah. How have, like, plants transformed your life? Oh, man. Uh, it was about, I'm 28 now. When I was, like, 22, 23, mm-hmm. I was in the hospital with heart problems, um, they were saying that my heart was basically failing because up until that point, I was eating. I had a horrible eating habit. Uh, my parents had worked like my whole life growing up, so all they could do was bring me home fast food and stuff like that. Put that on the table, I eat that, yeah. and that was it. So I was I had high blood pressure at sixteen, um, heart failing at twenty one, thyroid issues, a bunch of issues, and then I just took some time to. Honestly, there wasn't that much research about being plant-based yeah. at that time, about five, six years ago. So I just knew that I couldn't eat the Burger King and McDonald's and stuff like that anymore. So I was like, all right, let me get a salad, blah, blah, blah. And that kind of just started the whole thing mm-hmm. to just knowing that I got to eat healthier. And I always had that relationship with the earth. So I kind of connected to, well, let me just start eating stuff out of this. Right. <laughs> and then I just ran with the feeling of it all. I started feeling better and better every single day. And... I just ran with that, man. <laughs> Haven't mm. looked back. So let's talk about like the non-edible plants because I feel like that's your specialty, yeah, right? A little bit. Yeah. So like you 
if you guys check his YouTube channel out, like he's out there, like out there. Yeah, I do the thing a little. <laughs> <laughs> he's going out, like doing these huge hauls, like yeah. tons and tons of plants. Hundreds. Hundreds. So what, like somebody who's just trying to get started, like what, what should they be looking for? Can you give us some maybe plant types, some benefits, you know? For the first person starting to get their first plant, they should go to theplantshop.com. Uh, I do have like YouTube videos on the easiest house plants, but the main thing I would always say are like snake plants and mm-hmm. pothos, and um, you have a Chinese evergreen over there. One of those. See, I didn't work. even know what that was, y'all. Yeah, yeah. This is my man. This is my I was going to walk in and water it for you guys, but I didn't want to be too much in the character yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll water it in the break. Exactly, but um, yeah, I I would definitely um, do snake plants for sure, just because they get they get a decent size. They're really easy to take care of. Pathos, if you like that jungle look, if you want a bunch mm-hmm. of vines around your house and stuff like that, and they grow really fast, and they're super forgiving. But um, definitely, I try to, I try to on my website. I, I don't mean to plug this, but I really do try to have like the easiest plants that for beginners, because I know a lot of people that do follow me right. are just getting into this journey, mm-hmm. and I want to make that easier on them before I start pushing out a bunch of orchids and stuff like that that right. are almost impossible to take care of. So we, you're going to walk into like a Home Depot or a Lowe's yeah. and get that kind of stuff. What are what are the things, the signs in an unhealthy plant that you should be looking for? Of course, not- dead leaves. You don't want any dead leaves yeah. or anything, but you just want to really make sure that you inspect everything, because you could take something home and it has spider mites are my enemy and you could spider barely mites. see them i know they suck you yeah. could barely see them unless you like really pay attention for them and stuff like that but they're really small mites almost microscopic and they'll just form like little webs around the plants like that so you could look for the webs you could look for the bugs yourself if you have a good eye um and the thing you want to the thing about those is once you bring them into your house they're going to go onto every single plant that you have oh, so man. yeah it's just an infestation at that point that's going to basically kill the plants so you definitely want to look out for any type of pests any type of dead leaves um you kind of want to pay attention to the area. I know sometimes I go into Lowe's, and I will not lie, man. I'm sorry, Lowe's, but I see mice just running all throughout the plants oh, and stuff like that. Right. And I know that's nature and all, but... <laughs> Ain't that much exactly. nature indoors, man. I know when I start seeing holes in the soil that I oh. could put that thing in my car, and it's going to be a whole mouse that comes up and then get into an accident. So look out for... <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> yeah, look out for that uh, environment that you buy the plant in as well. Okay. Yeah. You got any favorite spot? I don't want to give away your, your spots. My, but spots. Did, my favorite spot is closed, man. It went out of business uh, a month ago. It actually went out of business the day... It was two months ago. The day I dropped my website mm-hmm. was the day it went out of business, which was telling to me. But, um, yeah, that, that place is out of business right now. Uh, what was the name of it? Banky Nursery. Banky. Yeah, okay. it was in Beltsville, Maryland. Oh, yo, I used to go there as a kid. Yeah, my, my parents got their um, wedding flowers from stuff from there and stuff. That was wow, crazy. They've been there for a minute. For though. a minute, yeah, yeah, like at least at least in my lifetime. So, uh, where are the uh, like the black owned nurseries? Right, like, I know. Uh, I, I need to see more of that, man. There, I know there's this place my mother keeps telling me about them. Lee's Flower Shop on U Street. That's one okay. place. Uh, you got a. K Square Flowers, you familiar with them? I'm not. They're they're pretty dope. I yeah. just got some edible flowers for them last week. Okay. Yeah, they've been on this podcast actually. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, no, I, I um am honestly a little ignorant to the black owned plant business in this area. I've yeah, tried yeah. to Google them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, they're hard to see. There is a place on on New York Avenue. I don't know the name of it. I don't really see like a sign for mm-hmm. it. But you always see that plant sale. And it's a bunch of arrows right, pointing right. to it. That's probably the best one I could really name. But uh. Yeah, hopefully we can we can change that and bring more to this area yeah, and around the sure. world for sure. I want to get your opinion on 
like the state of black people and like their relationship with nature uh-huh. and the earth because although there's a surge of a lot of people you know we got all these plant dads plant moms right. coming out out of the woodworks <laughs> and like doing their thing but i can't help but notice that it's still a lot less than like our say white counterparts yeah, or, like yeah, people yeah. who you know who have yeah. their own yards and stuff like that it's more about i know like one content video you have like people care more about their grass than they do about like unfortunately putting you know good stuff in land talk a little bit about that man um i i i think it's getting better i think that's the best thing i can say that's getting better and you know i trust in the time i trust mm-hmm. into the in the era of right now and to what the few people that are in the platform you know are using their platform that I, I do believe that they're going to bring more and more so uh that's all I could really hope for yeah. um, as, you know, a black man doing this. Mm-hmm. There's hope for more representation. But, I mean, I don't, in my neighborhood where I am now, I know just from doing my first garden two years ago, mm-hmm. I had so many neighbors come up to me, black neighbors, come up to me like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to get right. hip into what I'm doing. And then um, there were some men that follow me that see what I'm doing and they see the results of what I'm doing. And they're actually starting to look at it a little bit different because they think that, you know, I got, quote, unquote, clout from all this whole thing and stuff like that. And they're running with that. <laughs> you get in slides <laughs> yeah. in the DM. All that type of stuff. But um, And they, they like that. So I'm like, man, whatever whatever brings you guys here, you know, yeah, as long yeah, as yeah. you guys see the value in this in some type of way, then I mean, I'm, I'm cool I'm with I'm that. I'm sure that works. I'm yeah, sure that a works. little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think it's definitely about to change, though. I think that... Um, we do have to, anybody that is a little bit aware needs to step up to the forefront, needs to use their mind completely, use their community completely. If there's not a community plot in your area where the whole place can go and mm-hmm. garden and look into that, go to the town hall meetings and go to the government if you have to, you know, to see yeah, yeah, yeah. what type of grants you can get to get this thing started or crowdfunded or. Yeah. We were talking about getting plots of land. And yeah, all yeah, exactly. And yeah. There's so many open lots and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be like a home. It doesn't have to be anything like that. You know, right. it's just grass all over the place. Right. Honestly, if you could just get whoever owns that piece to to rock with you, then you're good for real, for real. For real, for real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were talking about it last episode about, you know, just men in the space in general. And that's uh-huh. why another reason I appreciate your platform, yeah. you know, just showing that, you know, when it comes to gardening and creating environments, that's a masculine trait. It's not just yeah, exactly. for feminine, you know. That's how it started, too. That's what humans started off doing. So I don't even understand when it came in to be a feminine thing. Yeah, You yeah. know, like, yeah. that's unfortunate that it became that. But from the beginning of time, from the beginning of agriculture, there's, there's always been men out there in the field doing what they do, you know. And um, it's not that easy to dig a bunch of holes in the ground yeah, and yeah, to yeah. carry a bunch of plants around and stuff like that and a bunch of dirt around. So I, to me, in my opinion, there's nothing more masculine than doing that and then that connection to the earth for sure in my opinion i'm just going to take a pause here to say we're with uh the plant daddy here on full service radio the activist podcast um if you just join us and we just we just chopping it up man talking about that plant life Mm -hmm. you know plant-based living you know masculinity in the plant life and uh i actually wanted to talk about more of the spiritual side of plants Uh um you know you weren't always who you are today Right, right right you know how to how was that transformation process like about when did it start, you know, the origins of, you know, when this plant yeah. life really took over you? Um, I'd say that it really started kicking in. I, I said I got sick at 21 and, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. That's when it had kind of started peaking in my brain. But it really started kicking in when I was dealing with maybe like three, four years ago. I was dealing with alcoholism. Yeah. 
and um, I was drinking every single day. I had to wake up and drink. I had to go. To, I couldn't sleep unless I passed out and stuff like that. And um, I was eating a bunch of meat just to be able to drink that because mm-hmm. I thought that's what I needed. You know, I needed to eat more food, blah, blah, blah. So in turn, basically, all that stuff did was just make me, I could have sworn I was going to die within a few months yeah. uh, of that lifestyle. And so I, I was going to sleep one night, and I was going on Twitter, and I saw somebody say, if you go watch Earth Things and still, you know, not consider it a plant-based lifestyle, then you may be a psychopath. I was like, Oh, that's interesting to say. So, <laughs> right? I, I, right? I was like, what are you talking about? I YouTube Earth things. I had no idea what to expect. And I saw that, and I didn't go to sleep that night. And I quit drinking that night. At the time, I was smoking cigarettes. I quit smoking cigarettes that night. And I also quit eating meat that night. Damn. And then it's I... cold turkey. Yes, yeah, cold turkey on everything. And I was up for three days straight because I couldn't sleep. Withdrawal symptoms through right. the roof of so many different things. And... um. Yeah, just during that whole time, during that whole phase, I was just looking back at all the re- regrets, quote-unquote regrets and stuff that I had of, of living that lifestyle. And I wanted to get that stuff out of me. So I just want to keep this stuff going. I wanted to keep uh, the change that I made within those three days going. And I started that, and I lost. I, I, for one, I got a way clearer mind. My addictions, in my opinion, left me pretty fast, you know, because mm-hmm. I was focusing on my health and stuff like that. And um, two, I lost. 80 pounds within six months. I was like 220 pounds at the time. That was huge. And, uh, yeah, I lost a bunch of weight pretty fast. And then I just kept running with it, man. I, I felt really good. I felt really healthy. I was thinking really clear. I was maneuvering better than I have ever in my life, mm-hmm. you know, throughout my multiple lanes. And I ran with that. I just kept studying. And it was very, very worth it. Yeah, man. That's all I, can say. I appreciate that. Thanks for yeah, sharing that. Because... You know, that's always going to help somebody. Someone out there is going through the same thing. And, right. you know, that's why we have these, you know, conversations on here. Yeah. Um, you know, what's what's a couple of, like, mindsets and, like, affirmations that you like to, you know, tell yourself to get, keep yourself going? And you, you're a very positive person. You really uh-huh. don't leave room for that, like, negativity to kind of yeah. creep back in. Because when it does, man, that stuff cripples me. Like, I can't do anything when I'm negative. Right, right. So, for one main thing, man, I've got to remind myself who I am. And everybody needs to remind themselves who they are. We're all very individual you know what i'm saying there's not anybody on this planet that's better at being us than we are right you know and that's a lot to say right there like nobody's gonna fill these shoes for you you gotta step up and walk into this you know so that's my main thing is just waking up and make sure that i'm myself make sure that i'm aligned with myself that i have what i want in life clearly written out not what my mother would want for me not what any friends would want anything like that what i would want from life in this planet i have that clearly written out and uh I just make sure it's the moment I wake up that all my actions are aligning with that. Because if they don't, then it's going to easily slip away from me. For sure. And I don't have any time for that. Like I said, negativity cripples me, man. I don't got time for that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> like positive, it's all a choice. Yeah, right? yeah, for real. You just got to you gotta find a silver lining. In it. And if you're overwhelmed in something, just look at the solution. The only thing you can do is put in the work for it. So you just jump in right into the solution. I feel that. I feel that. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we're going to take a, a little break here and then we're going to come cool. back. I want to get into, you know, your pets and, yeah, you know, yeah, get into yeah. the nitty gritty. So the cold pressed juice has me uh, having to use the bathroom. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Yo. Cool. 
earlier we were just talking about your testimony and how plants completely changed your life. Yeah, for sure. You know, all around the board. All around the board, you know, from eating to just having plants around you. Career. Career, (laughs) like the the business is going well. Sounds like, yeah, every time I I look on your page, they're like, where are my plants? (laughs) They they always ask it. (laughs) They're busy, man. It's like the day I launch, it's normally at least 100 items ordered within the first, like, few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know... The first day I did that, I did not expect that. The first, my first launch, I made not in any type of bragging rights, but just you know for. Mm. Nah, just, you you brag, bro. <laughs> nah, yeah, just, you, you know, just to just to uh, just to put everything in scale. The first the first day, I made more than I would than I thought I would make in a month. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I didn't even plan for that work. I didn't plan for any of that stuff. Right, right. You know, to be completely honest, and um. So yeah, man, it, I but could not. That's ask a good problem more. to have. Though. It's a great problem to yeah, have. Yeah. So <laughs> it could be what, way worse. what are some of the products? Because I really want to get into how you. Create. We have a lot of house plants on there. We have. Um, I got some in yesterday. I mm-hmm. do a lot of them locally, actually, because okay. a lot of them are, are a little bit bigger and it's harder to ship out. Mm-hmm. So I, what I normally do is I get a lot of clients. I go to their house and mm-hmm. I see what windows they have, what type of lights they have, what mm-hmm. type of aesthetic they have, and what I think would fit there. Then I'll deliver larger plants in there just to kind of add like statement pieces and stuff oh, like right. that. So you do like consulting as yeah, well. Yeah, I do that yeah. in, in person. I don't really put that service on the internet just because it's a little tougher. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot tough, tougher and it's everything's already so busy. Um, but uh, on the website, we have a bunch of terrariums on there, um, which are basically like little ecosystems that you basically they, t- they take care of themselves. So a lot of people that can't they don't have a green thumb that can't take care of a house plant yeah they can just sit these things somewhere with a with decent light and they'll be all right so we have a lot of terrariums on there a lot of house plants and uh soon we'll have little things uh we'll have a whole kit to be able to make your own terrarium i'm still kind of working on how i'm gonna assemble that whole thing mm-hmm. but uh that'll that'll be on there soon as well and um hopefully we just keep on expanding with more and more plant products because it Plants are used literally for everything. It can be used for your toothpaste, your hair, your yeah, yeah, body yeah. care products, you know, anything in the world um, typically re- requires plants. So we're just going to keep on expanding. For sure, for yeah. sure. So can you get into some of those definitions of what these things actually are? What is a terrarium? What is a, what, there's one with a V. What is it called? A vivarium. A vivarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for me, you know, for, I'm actually for, for a sure. friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so terrarium is basically just an ecosystem that it, ha- it has, it basically take care, takes care of itself. It's a okay. whole ecosystem within a closed environment. Um, and you put it in like what? Like t- and typically in glass. And glass yeah, in like glass. Yeah, yeah. You get a glass jar or anything. Mm-hmm. And you just try to recreate the earth. Okay. Honestly, you try to get the ground right, the soil right, the microfauna, if you're into that type of stuff, right? Which is what are just like living, like small living things in the soil yeah. um, to help recycle everything. Um, and plants and stuff. So the plants will start, end up, as they, as they grow, they create oxygen within the terrarium yeah, so yeah. that you don't have to open it or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. literally an enclosed uh, world, honestly. Um, a vivarium is pretty much the same thing, but you add larger ecosystems to it. And typically, there's a little bit more components to it. Like, you have to make sure the microfauna is correct because um, with stuff like that, the the larger animals, you know, they'll use a the bathroom and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. And the microfauna will come in and they'll eat that then recycle that and turn that into soil mm-hmm. so that literally takes care of itself i have vivariums i haven't even touched to maintenance in like, like two three years yeah, yeah and they're just like growing constantly just because the process is so perfect inside of there you yeah, know yeah. so so it, lo- it looks like it, i'm glad they take care of themselves because it looks like you yeah. put in a lot of work just so, to set them up i know like what is 
the average time for like putting one of these things together and how would you put one of these guys say if somebody want to try it out themselves yeah, like, yeah. um it it, it, it depends on the yeah, it depends on the container that you want to use if mm-hmm. you want to just say the average person just wants to get like a mason jar or something mm-hmm. they can expect an hour or two depending on like the process that they take what they already have and whatnot but um the main thing would be is a drainage layer so some rocks at the bottom mm-hmm. just to kind of catch the water mm-hmm. because you don't want the soils to be constantly wet since there's no holes in a glass jar right and you know with the earth that water just goes all the way through mm-hmm. so you want to kind of just have that recreated and then um after the rocks and you want to have something to kind of protect the soil from getting into the rocks because you don't want dirty water to collect underneath that mm-hmm. so you could either use a t- some type of screen or some type of like sphagnum moss or something to just hold the moisture then put soil on top of that, microfauna, and then you go into the plants. Yeah. And then it should be good. And the plants can, looks like it can be as diverse as your imagination. Yeah, for sure. Right. Just, you just don't want anything that's going to naturally grow, like, huge because you don't, you know, the yeah. containers only but so big and you don't want to stress the plant. So, personally, I like to use, like, smaller plants, um, begonias, baby tears, and small ferns and stuff like that. So, that, that way they have enough room to grow out in there and not have to worry about their roots getting too cramped up to sure. prevent any of that. Yeah. So I, one of my favorite videos of yours was when you actually went out to like the woods yeah. and like just pick stuff up That's and like good. start cleaning it up and stuff like that. Yeah. What are some things that are like around us that we could like harvest for? All right. So for the main for the average person, I would not suggest like just going to your local park and just start like stealing resources. <laughs> That's not the most sustainable thing for this planet. Like Probably I don't want to do, tell this and then 2000 people go out and yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. picking moss from their neighborhood. But um. The main thing would just be, uh, honestly, see what you have around your, your house, to be honest. Because personally, mm-hmm. I have a lot of, I grow a lot of moss. You know, it hasn't always been moss growing there, but you can plant some moss and it starts growing. Right. Um, so that's the thing about plants. They reproduce really fast and they reproduce on their own. You know, they propagate mm-hmm. themselves. So if you can and if you have the environment for it, start getting some moss growing on your yard. Um, when it comes to the wood or any type of decoration that you want to use like that, use anything that's already dead or that's not like and being inhabited by a bunch of things, you know, because right. the, the insects need they, they need a home too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like lifting up a rock and seeing a bunch of insects running away right, and right. then then using that. Just Godzilla. Up yeah, you know what I'm saying? I feel Just like I'm causing story. havoc on their on their whole life. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's not the type of person I am. But um, yeah, yeah. So just just making sure that that you're not over harvesting anything. Um, you know, we could all go out and there's nothing wrong with taking a little piece of moss and letting that moss grow out throughout your right, terrarium. Right. That's what I normally do. If I, if I grab something from the woods, I'll grab a smaller piece of it. Mm-hmm. I plant that and I'll let it grow out and without, you know, I'm patient yeah. and I like the process of it anyway. So, um, yeah, the main thing was to be not to over harvest mm-hmm. and just to keep an eye out. Just look at nature everywhere you go. Look at nature. Look at the whole earth as a terrarium, mm-hmm. a terrarium, because for all we know, we are in one. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And, uh. You know, just yeah. Don't be going out there messing up parks, y'all. Exactly. Like, man. Do your research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I do my best to to stay away from destroying ecosystems that already exist. Right, right. For my own. So it's not often like I love when like brothers and like black people are getting involved with animals. Like yeah. you got quite a few animals a in the that. the crib, right? Yeah. Yeah. What are we What are we talking about in the crib? What do you got? Uh, right now, I think I have there's two lizards in there, a snake in there. I have no idea how many frogs are in there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like between seven to ten right now. Um, what, what type of frogs you got in there? Didn't I mostly like, poison dart frogs. Yeah, That's like my thing. Yeah, yeah, I love those things. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of poison dart frogs because 
they they're constantly going like fluctuating with their their endangered species levels and stuff like that you know yeah um and i i want to play my hand and if i can to you know study the species the best i can because that's so amazing we've all seen them like growing up and like oh that's a cool frog we haven't mm-hmm. learned much more about them since we're like oh we know what they look like we we all know what a poison dart frog is in some way form or fashion and i it'd be a shame if they ever went extinct just from you know human error right so i do what i can to make sure i'm studying these species learning what they need and how to repopulate them and how to introduce them back into the environment if that was ever the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I feel like with plants and, you know, animal care and stuff like that, there's always like a learning curve. Like how could people kind of accelerate their learning curve? I know it's, it's hard to substitute the process right. of just learning, but like what are some mistakes maybe you made earlier on that, you know, as far as, you know, holding in a lot of plants and, yeah. you know, just get things that are very, very easy so you can get your confidence up. Yeah, yeah. When you want to start getting into more challenging plants, just take it one at a time mm-hmm. so that way you can focus on that one plant because you don't want to have like five of them that start tripping out at one time. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have different needs. They all have different things that they want. And it can get a little bit overwhelming if you do that. So honestly, just taking it one step at a time, especially even with animals too, like get a beginner snake, get a beginner frog. Mm. Don't jump into poison dart frogs because they're not beginner frogs. Yeah, yeah. Get something like a red-eyed tree frog or something that you could find like in a pet store. Even yeah. Really could tone that. But um, yeah, something that's really really simple to take care of and mm-hmm. just get your confidence up because, you know, the more you do it the, and the more you do it successfully, the better you'll feel and then the more you'll look into it like, okay, so what can I do better? Blah, blah, blah. You'll just keep leveling up from there. For sure, for honest. sure. Yeah. It can't, it, it can't be true that I saw that you don't like avocados, right? I don't like avocados. Damn, bro. Yeah, they're like creamy air pears or something <laughs> weird, man. Like, I don't understand the bro, appeal. I've never seen one of y'all in the wild before. I just had to ask. I, 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 <laughs> that's wild, yo. <laughs> I, I, really, I really don't understand the appeal, man. Because you have to season them, right? And they, everybody's like, oh, well, they uh, taste like what you yes season no. them. It depends what you like. You you put it in, right? So like, all right. Yeah. So it tastes like what you're seasoning with. So why don't you just put the seasoning on something then? Mm-hmm. While, while I use the avocado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, sure. I just can't get with it. I lost. I remember when I tweeted that I lost at least twenty followers. It was <laughs> on, so on hilarious. Like immediately, like they're like, what, what, what? I was you like, can't be trusted. Can't That's be hilarious. <laughs> oh man. So how can people like continue to like raise their vibration um, with plants and just you know overall just, atmosphere? Honestly, like it's so appealing to externally bring plants into your world and not to realize that we're on a whole entire planet with a bunch of elements, with every mm-hmm. element that we'll ever need, with el- with all the energy that we'll ever need on this planet right mm-hmm. here, um, whether we buy more things or not, you know. So honestly, just get outside, get just get outside and just sit, sit and spend time with it and meditate on it and just and just grow that connection you know the more you are out there then the more your your perception just widens honestly because you start paying attention to little things you're like damn that's ant these ants over here they're like they're doing they're the thing. like us <laughs> <laughs> you start looking like that you know and you look closely start, his he having problems with his girl yeah, it's like, like yeah. dang you see animals have problems you see birds having beef and stuff it's like dang the world <laughs> is like there's stuff going on out here and so uh it just it just being out there really does like widen your perception and stuff so For sure just step outside and spend some time with nature before you even like do too much to bring it inside. You know, appreciate mm-hmm. what's around you first. It's just, it's everywhere and it's free. Yeah. So. All right, man. 
Yep. Yeah, I appreciate you for coming, bro. No, not a problem at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, where can people find you? My first podcast, so this is uh, interesting. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where can people, people can find, find me at the Plant Daddy T H E E Plant D A D D Y um, on Instagram and Twitter, and the Plant Shop T H E E Plant Shop on that's the website. You can go on there. We have a bunch of house plants on there. A few arrangements. They sell out fast. Anything that's handmade does sell out fast. So. Mm. Just uh, be on the lookout for that. I think we have a little notify me when yeah, back yeah, in stock yeah. option. I'm definitely gonna get one of those keychains. Yeah, that's yeah. Where I'm, I'm so blown. I don't have one on. Nah, it's all I good, normally bro. do. It's all good. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. All right. So you ready for this rapid fire? Let's do it. All right. Uh, what is your favorite leafy green? Oh, spinach. Spinach. Okay. <laughs> all right. Respect. Sweet, spicy, sour, or salty? You can only pick one. Spicy. Spicy. Why spicy? I think my mother ate a lot of spicy food. A lot of spicy food. Yeah. So your palate's just adjusted to I know. Like I could eat whatever in the world and I'd be all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. What's your favorite fruit? We know it's not avocado. It's not avocado. <laughs> Half the time I forget that's a fruit. Um, <laughs> favorite fruit. That's Ooh, what's more followers. Uh, man, I know. <laughs> Mangoes, pineapples, stuff like that. Like I, I like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's cooking in your pot these days or your bowl these days? I do a lot of stir fries when I do cook. Mm-hmm. Um, during the summertime, I try to be as raw as possible. Honestly, yeah, like yeah. I eat a ton of fruit in mm-hmm. the summertime because it's hydrating and it just tastes good. Um, but I I do a lot of stir fries when I do want to cook. I'll just get some rice and whatever vegetables I have in the house, whatever's in season, whatever's on sale, whatever. And I'll just chop that stuff up, throw it in some rice, mm-hmm. um, whatever kind of sauce I have laying around or whatever I can mix up and just go for it from there. Okay. okay. Uh, what's one way someone can channel their inner edible activists? Man, just uh, just realize that you're depending on a lot of people for your main survival, like to feed you. That's, mm-hmm. that you're depending on a lot of people, and once you realize that, you understand that's not really smart. Mm-hmm. And so take take all the matters into your own hands. Make sure that you at least know how to grow food, or you're, you have friends, family, somebody that's in your circle that's growing that, and you guys can all come in together. Because you never know when anything's going to hit the fan. I remember when uh, something had E. coli or something in the grocery stores. Yeah. I think it was lettuce, and all the shelves were empty of every other leafy green. Like off of one day of something being out of stock, everything went. Everything else went out of stock. You right. know that's that's a crazy emergency right there. And so you don't. You know we don't. Don't want to rely on you. Don't want to rely on other people. For sure, for sure. Yeah, man. yeah. Main thing. Again, thanks for coming, bro. I oh, appreciate it. It's a pleasure, it. man. It's a pleasure. Absolutely pleasure. Sure. Uh, we'll we'll definitely link up again. Definitely. This won't man. be it. Love All right, it. y'all. This is the Edible Activist Podcast with the Plant Daddy, Chris from Afro Beats. Peace. Well, that's it for today, y'all. That's it. That's that's a wrap. So go ahead and go to iTunes. You know, give your boy five stars. Throw a little comment in there. We're trying to get better each and every week. So if you're feeling your boy, go ahead and take care of that. Share this podcast with your fellow foodies and gardeners, and I'll talk to y'all next week. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And remember, keep moving to the beat of your own drum. Talk to you later, fam. Peace.